What's up, everybody, and welcome to Crossfire Podcast. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Russ Dornish, alongside my co-host, the Reverend David Petty. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. We've got an exciting podcast for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about our next-gen consoles, uh, our thoughts about them. We're going to talk about today's news. Uh, today is the day before Thanksgiving, November 25th. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up uh, after Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to talk about gratitude, and then we're going to talk about our Advent devotional and our plan for that. So, uh, Russ, what do we got for today's news? Okay, uh, kind of light news, mostly because we have the next-gen consoles, so we'll talk about that in the next segment. Uh, so for now, um, one of the first ones, we'll just go ahead and throw this out there real quick. Uh, PlayStation Plus games have been announced for December. Uh, you're getting three games, uh, Just Cause 4, Rocket Arena, and Worms Rumble as your three games for PlayStation Plus. Uh, I've had a little bit of uh, experience with the Just Cause series. It's pretty fun. And I hear that it actually runs really, really well on next-gen consoles um, just because of the power um, and some of the frame rate issues it actually had on current-gen consoles or past-gen consoles at this point. Uh, so, Dave, any thoughts on either of those three games? Are anything sound interesting that you might check out uh, coming next yeah, month? Yeah, so um, I'm assuming Worms Rumble, is that part of the Worms uh, series? Yes. Uh, so I used to play a lot of Worms back in the day. Worms, Worms, Worms 2, Worms Armageddon, Worms World Party. Um, you know, love the turn-based combat. Love the fact that it's really easy to get into. Uh, you know, love the kind of comic nature of the fact that you're... Uh, it's kind of like an, an evolution of the tanks games from way back in the day. Uh, you know, trying to get your angle and your power just right to defeat your enemies. Uh, and then, of course, you know, pair that all with fun cartoon Worms. So uh, Worms Rumble sounds pretty exciting. Just Cause, I, I think I have it in my Steam backlog, uh, Just Cause 2 and 3. Um, but yeah, you know, if you like jumping out of planes and watching things blow up, Just Cause is probably a good game for you. And what was the third game? Uh, Rocket Arena. So okay, is, uh, I don't know anything about that. Online game? I have no idea about it. So interested to see those. I'll add them to my PlayStation Plus library, see if I get to them at some point. Um, most of the time I don't get to a lot of the games cause I have way too many in my backlog, but, uh, definitely gonna at least, uh, probably check out just cause again. I, I definitely enjoyed my time in the first two. Um, so looking forward to that, uh, nice. moving on to some, moving on to some Xbox news. Uh, this one's a little bit interesting. I don't know if you saw this, Dave, uh, Xbox could be an app on your TV within a year says Phil Spencer. Wow. So, I mean, this is, yeah. This is almost like uh, like Stadia is an app for your TV, uh, you know, which I th I think is not surprising um, given the way that things are going. Whoa. Okay, hold up. Hold up. If you heard that uh, in the background there, uh, I tried to open Luna forever ago. Speaking of cloud gaming, uh, it ran an update and then apparently just jumped up on my computer. So if you heard that loading screen, uh, that was the Luna loading screen. Sorry about that. Um, okay. Yeah, so I guess, you know, cloud gaming is a thing, it seems like, in everybody's mind. Will it be a thing? So tell well, us about the Xbox announcement. Um, so it says, uh, and this is a quote from Phil Spencer. He was uh, interviewed on The Verge's Decoder podcast, and he said, I think you're going to see that in the next 12 months. I don't think anything is going to stop us from doing that and getting it done. Um, 12 so again, months? Yeah, so within wow. 12 months, which... Which, honestly, I mean, technically, they already kind of got it going. I mean, the xCloud app is working on the phone. I don't see why you couldn't push that to streaming devices, 
you know, a Roku, uh, definitely not Chromecast because we know that that's, uh, uh, would be straight competitor. Um, but you know, I, I definitely could see Roku being one that they could try and connect with, uh, sure. maybe even fire TV, well, fire TV Luna. So I would honestly, out of the big ones, I, I could see Roku being the one that, you know, they kind of go after, um, or push yeah. it to, you know, LG TVs have a, a pretty nice, um, smart TV suite. So pushing it towards that and then allowing you to stream your, again, Microsoft is moving further and further away, which we'll get to that conversation when we get to next gen um, and kind of my thoughts on the Series X. But I feel like Microsoft is slowly pulling away from the one console, you know, normal thing that we're used to in the past. Um, And I think they're definitely changing directions into what it looks like. And honestly, I think them and PlayStation are no longer competing. Um, but we can talk about that a little bit more when we get to next-gen uh, stuff. Another cool announcement. Um, did you ever get to play the the Hitman game, the new, the newer Hitman games that have come uh, out? I played Hitman Go on yeah, my phone. Not, not Hitman okay. Go. Okay. No, so, I never played. I've actually never played any of the Hitman games. Um, I saw them all. They always looked cool, but I was always into like Tomb Raider or something else. You know, didn't didn't pick up the Hitman games. Well, if any of you out there are Hitman fans, uh, I enjoyed my time with Hitman. It's it's a pretty interesting, cool little idea that they have going on. Uh, the creator and developer of Hitman, IO Interactive, announced Project 007. Ooh. And they are creating a new James Bond game, which, I mean, Hitman kind of is James Bondy without the, the you know story and, and all that. So to kind of take what they've done with Hitman and bring it over to the James Bond series, a lot of people are really excited for this. So Does the guy excited- in Hitman, does he work for MI6? Is, I mean, is he British? Okay, so there you go. You just I give him some British. hair, British accent, and <laughs> uh, and maybe less nefarious, and uh, you're good to go. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. Um, and then, you know, add a little bit of a story about the world ending. And you right, gotta, probably you some cars. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And- Dry- chase scene. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, you know, like with the N sixty four, make sure whatever possible that he cannot jump or walk off ledges. Uh, those of you who are fans of the classic N sixty four Goldeneye games, uh, that was always one of my biggest frustrations <laughs> with that game. It's like here's James Bond, international man of mystery, can't jump. Anyway, <laughs> exciting news, especially for James Bond fans or Hitman fans or just fans of that genre. Yeah, it's it's it should be good. They just had a quick little teaser, so there's no gameplay, nothing like that. I think it's going to be a while, but very interesting to see where that goes. Uh, moving on from gaming news, I wanted to hit on some interesting movie stuff. We had that discussion a while back on the podcast about releasing your movies to streaming, right? Uh, some big news happened since our last podcast. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 officially announced that they have finally set a new release date for it since it's been delayed to Christmas Day. And they are releasing it simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max. Nice. Uh, so Christmas Day, we're going to have Wonder Woman. On top of that, Disney is showing Pixar Soul. Uh, and that one is not going to be a premium movie. It is just going to be a part of Disney+. Plus. Wow. Uh, and then on top of that, Monster Hunter the movie. If you guys are Monster Hunter fans of the game, uh, the movie version of that has been pushed up to christmas day however they are going theater only uh Mm. there has been no announcement yet on streaming so we've got another situation where we've got you know uh what we had with tenet mulan now we've got it with pixar's soul wonder woman 1984 and monster hunter 
Um, out hmm. of those three movies, Dave, what interests you? You know, what are you excited about it? Um, and, and are you going to catch these movies come Christmas Day? Yeah, so I, you know, as a parent, um, I was really looking forward to Pixar's Soul. Um, you know, I think that whole story seems very intriguing. Um, you know, and so I, I'm excited. That's coming to Disney Plus. Um, I, you know, I never played the Monster Hunter games mostly because the people that I know that played them like never stopped playing them, and I was like, I don't have that kind of time. Um, but you know, exciting for that. But uh, probably will not go see that in theaters. Um, especially with where my county and my you know state is currently at with COVID. Um, and then what was the third one? Uh, the third one was Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll definitely pick that up. I like the first Wonder Woman. I'm excited to see what they do with this one. Um, and I think it's I think it's wise, you know, for these. Uh, honestly, if I had to pick one, I would say the Wonder Woman strategy of going simultaneously to theaters and to streaming to say, you know, look, we know there's options out there. We know some of you want to go to the theater. We know some of you want to stay home. Um, and some of you live in places where you can go to the theater cause your cases are low or things are safer. Uh, and some of you don't. And so, you know, we want to offer lots of options. Uh, I still have not seen tenant, which I'm frustrated about because I never got a chance to go to the theater. Um, so I'm just sitting here waiting for that December release date so I can watch it online. Exactly. Um, Meanwhile, I did watch Mulan because it was available on my TV. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I pre-ordered Tenet for my 4K disc release, you know, when that comes out here in, we're, we're about a week away, I think. Was it Defe- December 1st? Uh, it's, uh, I think it's like December 3rd or something like that. Uh, or is it December 10th? You know, it's uh, either December 1st or 3rd or 10th. Uh, it'll probably <laughs> come out sometime around whenever Cyberpunk comes out. Whether oh, that comes out this year or not? Yes. I'll <laughs> segue actually, into our next announcement. <laughs> December fifteenth. Um, we got Cyberpunk coming December tenth. That is December tenth. That's okay. probably my date. Um, which I'm excited for. I'm excited. We're gonna. We'll definitely, I think, do some kind of mini podcast or full podcast, um, talking about our time with Cyberpunk and some of the different um, stories and 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 things that it covers. Um, I'm very interested to see everything that's included in that game. Uh, and I'm thinking we will get it December 10th because there have been some leaked copies of Cyberpunk 2077 physical discs in the wild. Which what that wow. tells you is they've shipped the discs out to retailers and somebody grabbed one off a pallet and took it home, you know, stole it. Uh, so if you're a Cyberpunk or looking forward to Cyberpunk fan, uh, do not, do not get on the internet because there are going to be uh, spoilers here in the next few days. Um, I think somebody's already released some gameplay footage, uh, but other than that, stay away, stay away. Otherwise, you're going to get spoiled um, okay. that experience again. Um, that's kind of it for the news because we're going to go into some... I've got one last piece of news. What's up? Uh, What's I up? just want to announce and say a huge thank you uh, to all of you guys in the Crossfire Faith and Gaming community uh, for making our uh, Extra Life live stream um, on Twitch, super, super successful. We were able to raise over $600, um, through your efforts. So, you know, just a huge thank you to everybody that tuned in, everybody that donated, everybody that, you know, technically I think you can still donate through the end of the month. Um, you know, and so, uh, just helping us to raise money for extra life. Uh, all of that money goes towards, uh, children's hospital of Colorado, um, which, you know, as I mentioned on the stream, uh, very near and dear to my heart as, you know, my own kid was in a children's hospital, had to go to children's hospital, Colorado, a few times for different services. Um, so just, you know, huge thank you to you guys. 
uh, for being generous and for, you know, giving of yourself, of your time, uh, and, and making gaming into a thing that can actually change other people's lives. So thank you to the Crossfire community for making that possible. Yeah. Uh, hitting 600 bucks in our first year ever. Um, I think that's actually a really, really big feat. Um, a lot of people have issues, struggles, if you don't have too big of a community, um, raising money. And so the fact that we were able to do 600 bucks, I think is a testament to already the community we have. And from here, we only want to grow and be able to raise even more money in the coming years, uh, for extra life. So we appreciate all of you guys for coming along with us and enjoying that journey and, and hanging out with us for 10 hours on a Saturday playing video games all day. So it was a lot of fun. Um, yes, I think so it was 12. I think we, I think we were streaming for 12 hours. Yeah. We streamed from eight until eight or yeah, right. eight until eight, eight, eight in the morning until eight at night. Um, and also I just want to throw out there, you know, obviously crossfire faith and gaming, um, you know, our conviction to uh, help other people comes directly from our faith. Um, you know, so our encouragement is not just that you play games and help other people, which is, you know, which is a good and mean, uh, worthwhile endeavor. Um, you know, but we have a conviction that, you know, Christ's, uh, what, what our faith asks of us through Christ is that we are changed people who then aim to transform the world and make it a better place. Uh, and so, you know, because we have followed Christ, we follow in Christ's footsteps to, you know, heal those who are sick, to visit the prisoners, to feed those who are hungry. Uh, and so that's why we do this as a community uh, to really reach out and make a difference. So thank you guys for being a part of that. Yeah, it's a huge, huge deal. So thank you guys again. Um, Let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back with a segment where we are going to discuss next-gen consoles. Yeah. We will be right back after the break. And we're back. Uh, this is Pastor David, uh, Reverend David Petty with Crossfire Faith and Gaming, and I am joined by my co-host, Russ Dornish. And we're here to talk about next-gen consoles, which, if you're listening to this in the future, would be the past-gen consoles, but we're talking about the Xbox Series <laughs> X. Uh, just so you're, you're aware, you know, if you listen to this in like 2026 and you listen back and you're like, man, this is super old. <laughs> what are they talking about next gen? Uh, we're talking about the Xbox Series X. We're talking about the PlayStation 5. And I think that's it, right? At this point, there's no Stadia 2.0. Luna's nope. brand new. Nope. Nintendo is just still raking in the cash on the Switch. So, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5. Russ has both consoles. In the full disc version, full, you know, the buffet version of both. I have a PlayStation 5 in the disc version. Uh, was unable to get an Xbox. Um, maybe sometime in the future we'll find a way to get that. Um, but Russ, I'm curious to hear just, let's start off with a, with a neutral comparison. How do you feel about these consoles? Uh, are they truly next gen? Or is it like a like a tiny bump up? And which one wows you the most and why? I would say it depends on who you are. Um, for some people, it's going to seem like a small bump. Uh, I think we've gotten to that point where, you know, graphics are only going to grow by so much. Um, and unless you really are into the details, 
you know, the lighting may not make that big of a difference to you. You may be like, oh, I don't, I don't see a big difference. Um, for me, I do see a difference. I mean, the lighting in some of the games I've played are is unbelievable. Now, when I'm comparing both the PlayStation and the Xbox Series X, um, I will say I have spent a lot less time on my Series X, and a lot of that has to do with right now, today, the Series X just doesn't have enough that makes it feel next-gen. Hmm. It is extremely fast. The loading is unbelievable. The quick resume feature is unbelievable. The problem is I have no brand new games to really look at what that looks like. Um, you know, it's a lot, it's only third party. There's no first party, you know, exclusives, big games. We didn't get Halo. Um, whereas on the PlayStation side, while some of the games and most of the games that were exclusive to PlayStation did come to the PS4, Sony still developed those games for the PlayStation 5 and then downgraded them to the PS4. So because of that, you get a next-gen experience with Miles Morales. You get a next-gen experience with, um, you know, what else are we? Some of the sports games, yes, but that's different. Um, we get a next-gen experience. Well, the pack-in game with PlayStation 5 is probably the winner of this launch. Astro's Playroom is one of the best pack-in games since Wii Sports. And if you get a PlayStation 5, the very first thing you should do is start up Astro's Playroom. Dave, I know you've played a ton of Astros player and your kids are loving it. Your wife is loving it. Um, tell me tell me your thoughts. Astros player, do you agree? Is that probably the best like launch game slash pack-in free game somebody's gotten at launch? I mean, are, are we on the yeah. same level oh, as yeah. Wii Sports? Absolutely. Um, you know, I will say, you know, Wii Sports just it will always hold a place in my heart. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a pack-in game, I think a lot of people expected it to be like a one-hour tech demo of like, oh, okay, the controller vibrates, you can use the triggers, this is neat. It's actually a phenomenal game, and, and I think it's a phenomenal game for multiple reasons. I think, number one, gameplay, obviously, is great. I think using this the technology uh, for the PlayStation is also amazing. The other thing it does is it's a history lesson uh, oh. in PlayStation history. So as you're going through the game, you know, and I'm playing with my kids, and they're like, Dad... This is, it's a PlayStation 2. Like, is that really what the PlayStation 2 looked like? <laughs> yes, children, that's what the PlayStation 2 looked like. Dad, why is there a network adapter? Like, what does that do? Well, children, back in the day, there was no network uh, adapter built into the console because the idea of your PlayStation 1 connecting to the internet was just like, like, why would you do that? You know, it's, it's, you, it's a thing that connects to the TV. Um, so it was really neat for me to sit down with the kids and talk through, you know, here's the history lesson of all of these different parts and all of these different components, uh, all the different consoles. Uh, and then also like a, a solid five to six hours worth of gameplay, uh, fairly difficult gameplay. Uh, and yet, you know, my daughter and my wife, I think both platinum the game before I could even get my hands on the console cause they were, <laughs> uh, really enjoying it quite a bit. Um, but yeah, overall, just a phenomenal game. Would highly recommend it to anybody and everybody out there with a PlayStation. And if you don't have a PlayStation, make a friend who has a PlayStation, quarantine for two weeks, and then go play their PlayStation. Totally worth it. Um, yeah, and, and then it made me sad because I went and I played Horizon Zero Dawn, and I was like, where's all the adaptability with the triggers? You know, like, where's the haptics? Where's the... <sighs> so back to your point about the Xbox, I'm just eagerly awaiting more next-gen games that take advantage of that new technology, especially in the controller, um, and, you know, take advantage of the fast SSD speed. Um, You know, I did play a little bit of Call of Duty um, Cold War, and I was most blown away, I think, in the game 
by the adaptable triggers, by the haptics, uh, also by the ray tracing. I mean, just you look at it and like the lighting is gorgeous. Um, you know, but I also think that it, they both do a really neat, well, not both the, the PlayStation, at least they've done a really good job with, um, changing some of the ways that they offer interactability, you know? And so, so the community features are a little bit better. Um, that's neat, you know, especially as a person who's a part of this gaming community. Um, Overall, you know, I think it's a solid launch. I really can't wait for all the next-gen games, though. Um, and waiting to see what they come out with in terms of expandable storage for the PlayStation 5. I think it's my biggest uh, frustration I ran into was like, okay, which games, and Russ, I asked you this, you know, which games do I install on the PlayStation 5? Because it's only got 800 gigabytes of space, you know. So at 120 gigabytes for some of those games, you're limited to like five or six games. Um the, you know, the really big AAA games. So, but overall, I'm really excited about this launch. Um, tell me a little bit, does the Xbox controller feel any different from the prior gen controllers or is it like just literally it's, the same? That's the that's the problem with the Xbox is the controller, literally the same. They added a share button, you know, the share okay. button we had on PlayStation 4. I uh, thought it was supposed to be slightly different size. Yeah. <sighs> If it is, I barely noticed the difference. I was, I, I did compare them to my, you know, my my other uh, Xbox One controller. Couldn't really tell too much of a difference. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, there's no, di- you know, big deal uh, when it comes to, you know, some kind of rumble or the triggers or anything like that, like PlayStation. On top of that, the other thing that was very disappointing is when I loaded up my Xbox, I get this cool, you know, scene for the Series X that's new, and then it brings me to the home screen. And it's the exact same home screen that I have on my Xbox One X. Um, and I'm just like, hmm, this doesn't feel any different. Like, yeah, things load quicker. Um, so that part felt different. But other than that, it didn't make me feel like I was playing next gen. Um, I will say, though, that may be a comfortability thing. Because mm-hmm. that was a place of frustration for me with the PlayStation 5. Was, you know, okay, I've, I've come to... Uh, you know, certainly like with the kids, right? My kids are playing games. They're playing Fortnite or Astro's Playroom. You know, hey, kids, turn it off. It's time to come eat dinner. Um, they're like, I-, I don't know how to turn the game off, you know, because it used to be you press the PlayStation button, it goes to the home screen. Well, flipped. now you press the PlayStation button, your game is still running. You know, you got to press and hold the PlayStation button to go to the home screen. Uh, and then also, yeah, if you want to turn it off, you don't go up, you go down. So, you know, some of those features, yes, it felt like next gen, also felt a little uncomfortable because it feels like you're not quite home yet. Um, whereas My maybe the Xbox it, feels more comfortable for those who don't like change. It's just, yeah, it's the same. What what I love is I'm fine with the change. My big thing is it feels and looks next gen. Like it's clean. It's, you know, they, yeah. they 4K. The clean is the big part. I'm sorry, but the Xbox UI for Xbox One has never been my favorite because it's so cluttered with ads and other things and you know you open the playstation and there are these little tiles up top and then you get the whole screen of you know the background for a game and so i love that look of it um i also honestly the the tiles that you can do and the help i use Mm. that in astro's playroom okay i've i've been using it in bug snacks um you know with little video tips and helps i did not use them in spider-man you don't need them for spider-man honestly um and I thought that was a great, a great, cool feature. You know, it was enjoyable. Um, going to that, you know, I did play through I Platinum uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. 
highly recommend that. Um, I know a lot of people out there, I've seen some comments about, oh, it's a DLC of Spider-Man. It's a really short game. It's not worth it. Uh, false. I think it's absolutely worth it. And I am fine uh, with the uh, fact. Uh, hold on, pause. That, My yep. camera just turned off. So for anybody watching on our YouTube, uh, you will notice that I'm gone. That's fine. How about I keep talking about Spider-Man and uh, we'll get. You keep talking. Back. There okay. we go. I'm back. Uh, so yeah, Spider-Man Miles Morales. It took me 16 hours of game time to platinum it. Thank you, PlayStation 5, for tracking how long we play a game. So I was able to go and check. Oh, at my platinum, I had 16 hours of gameplay. Um, the story itself, and that included a run-through of New Game Plus, which I literally ran through in like three hours. So yeah, okay. if you run through the game from start to finish with no side missions, no cutscenes, yeah, it's three hours. Uh, hmm. But with the cutscenes and all that, I think it took a good you know 10 to 13 hours um and and the story is amazing i love that miles morales is becoming such a big character in the comic book universe now thanks to this game thanks to into the spider-verse i love the fact that we have a biracial superhero that is now becoming some people's favorite um the new attacks that they added with the electricity power uh, i actually love that way better than the original spider-man game overall highly recommend it highly recommend you pick it up on ps5 because you got two ways to play it fidelity mode and performance mode fidelity mode is 4k ray tracing at 30 frames per second and holy crap does that look good uh the ray tracing looks unbelievable they also have performance mode which is 4k 60 frames per second no ray tracing it has just built-in lighting um which is the same lighting you saw from the original spider-man game which was still pretty darn good yeah. Um, so I played the, my first playthrough. I did ray tracing second playthrough. I did performance. Uh, I think I preferred perform, uh, or, uh fidelity, um, and doing ray okay. tracing. I'm not a huge person that like can really tell the difference with the uh, frame rate. So, well, um, most people, I would say 30 to 60, like you're going to, it's a little bit smoother and it's going to make a huge difference if you're playing first person shooter games, uh, and, and multiplayer online, you know, where like, seeing somebody in a split second earlier is going to make a difference. But you know, if you're playing uh, uh, an action adventure, third person game, like, I don't know, I would go with the ray tracing cause I like the beautiful graphics. So, but I still haven't picked up miles Morales yet. Uh, still waiting. You gotta do it. Still you gotta waiting. do it. Um, you gotta do it and, and play through that. It's, it's an awesome experience. Um, bug snacks. I'm loving what I've played through with bug snacks so far. <laughs> it is cute funny hilarious uh interesting it's it's exactly what reviewers said which was like it's a it's a mix of like pokemon snap with like a little bit horizon some puzzle game mixed in um with a fun interesting story that anybody can play uh so i highly recommend that one too i'm so excited to, to finish that one up um but on Xbox, and I just thought about this, Dave, because you just gave me a reason for why. Because I was like, in my head, I don't need Quick Resume. I'm not somebody that's switching between like three or four games. Um, so it hasn't been a big deal for me on PlayStation. But your example of having your kids, your wife, you playing on the system, I could see the advantages of having that Quick Resume because you could have your game loaded. Your kids could have their game loaded. Your wife could have a game loaded. And you guys could be able to come in and oh, David's going to go to the church because he has work. Um, you know, I'm going to jump in and play Fortnite. Bam, quick resume, back and forth. Um, that's the one thing missing from PlayStation. However, I honestly 
don't miss it because the games load so quickly on the PlayStation mm-hmm. that it's not that big of a deal to me. I do um, think the one place, though, would be if the quick resume is also saving your progress, right? So, like, mm-hmm. this is always the question in my mind is, like, okay, I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn for a little bit. Like, I just did this whole mission. Wait, hold on. Did it autosave? Do I need to find a campfire? Like, you know, because some games is like, all right, you're done with the mission. It autosaves. Or even, you know, what if you're in the middle of the mission and you got to go someplace? You know, I get a phone call. I've got to go go do something. Well, without that quick resume, somebody else picks up the console. You know, I'm in the middle of the mission. It's going to drop me back to the very beginning of the mission um, because there was no autosave in the middle. Whereas if a quick resume is able to save your spot exactly where you were and kind of automatically go right back there, that would be huge. Um, yeah. And but that's what it does. also, you know, I wonder, is that the type of thing that does Xbox have a patent on that? Or could PlayStation come out with some software update in the future and offer something similar? So just so you know, Dave, um, rest mode, okay? Rest mode on the PlayStation that allows you to mm-hmm. hop right back into a game. Okay. That was not available at PlayStation 4 launch. Hmm. That was a software patch for the PlayStation 4. Okay. So if they can do something like that on that kind of level, yeah. I guarantee you they can do a quick resume feature. And I bet you... After they saw Xbox do that, they immediately went back to their engineers and said, start working on this. We need to add it in at some point. Like, right. I, I have a feeling it'll eventually come, but I, you know, that's just, that's speculation. But uh, just to go on to this and just show how big this launch has been, I know a lot of people out there are probably like, I don't have a PlayStation 5. I want one, but I can't get one. Uh, that's a completely other story, you know, that unfortunately I think COVID has definitely played into that a little bit. Not so much on the shortage side, but on the fact that most of the sales are online only now, Hmm. and that has created the scalpers' use of bots. And unfortunately, the retailers out there do not seem to care who buys their consoles because they refuse to put security measures in to stop that from happening. And so we have what we have right now, which is GPUs selling out in one second. PlayStation 5 selling out in one second. Xbox Series X selling out in one second. Uh, Switch is selling out, you know, in, in, in a matter of moments when they get, you know, put on, on websites. So uh, IGN and VGC or VG Charts, um, it's a gaming website that tracks a lot of game sales, console sales, things like that. Um, they are estimating that PlayStation 5 has sold 2.5 million units today, to date. As of November 25th, 2.5 million units, which is more than more than PlayStation sold in this time frame for the PlayStation 4, which is on its way to being the number one selling console of all time. Like it's getting up there. There are rumors that it may overtake uh, the Wii as far as sales go, which would be insane. Um, well, I think because- when you look at, at what's happening in the world, that you know the 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 fact that so many people are spending so much more time at home, you know, and, and even if you just, uh, you know, part of it I'm sure is, uh, you know, an unfortunate, you know, some folks are unemployed and so they're, they're spending more time, you know, unfortunately at home. Some people yeah. are just working from home, which, you know, not only then working from home, hopefully you're not playing games while working at home. Um, <laughs> but you know, if you normally would commute an hour to and from work, that's two extra hours in your day, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you've got that extra time, um, you know, plus maybe you're not punching a time clock exactly the same. I don't know, but a lot more people are saying, Hey, I've got more time at home. I've got more time on my hands. 
Um, and I think then these consoles are doing a much better job saying, uh, you know, we are also an excellent media player, kind of like what we saw with the PlayStation 3 offering a Blu-ray disc, you know, now with a 4K Blu-ray player. So, you know, hey, you want a console, you want a Blu-ray player, you want a media player, here you go, all in one. And people are saying, yeah. Uh, the other thing, it's been a long time since the, the last generation. So I think people maybe who sat out the last generation are saying, all right, now's the time. Um, all of that combined make really good sales. I, I'm kind of wondering on that too, because I've seen a lot of people post like, hey, I didn't get a PS4. I'm trying to get a PS5. I can't. So guess what I did? I bought a PS4. Like this mm-hmm. uh, game. Sure. Um, and so I'm, I'm just really wondering, again, I think that'll help PlayStation 4 go potentially to the top of the mountain. And on top of that, you know, what does that look like for PlayStation 5? And the fact that they sold 2.5 million units and people are still desperately wanting them. However, I wonder how much of that is, you know, scalpers purchasing them because technically right. now they're reselling. So... Well, but even to go back, you know, not just PlayStation, I think, I think PlayStation and Xbox, one thing that both have done really well in this, in this generation of going to next gen is to say, look, we're going to come out with a bunch of next gen games, many of which will be playable on the prior gen console. So yes, you can buy Miles Morales. You can also play it on the PS4. Yes, you can buy, you know, they've announced that the, the Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Horizon Forbidden West is going to be playable on the PS4. Um, Russ is over there doing laps or something. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, you know, that they've announced and same kind of thing, I think with the Xbox, you know, here's a new Xbox game that's coming out will also be playable on the Xbox one X and one S and, you know, maybe not 360, but the fact that so many people are, are able to pick up a last gen console and play a next gen game, maybe without the next gen graphics, I think is just beneficial for this whole generation of consoles where we haven't seen that in the past. A lot of the past has been kind of a hard break, you know, look, PS3, sorry, no PS3 games on the PS4. Period. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. No, and that definitely didn't help. And I, I think that also helped PS4's case to for people wanting to purchase it. Um and it definitely it made it feel different. Um, when I brought my PS4 home and, and played those PS4 games, those were just PS4 games. They were not PlayStation 3 games. They were There was a difference. However, I do, like I said, Sony's made it known that Miles Morales was built from the ground up for PlayStation 5. Right. They just dialed it way back and allowed it to go on PlayStation 4. I've heard people say that it does not run well on PlayStation 4, hmm. which is to be expected because it is a PlayStation 5 game, but it's nice of them to do that. They're trying to bridge that gap, just like Microsoft is. Um, we'll have to see what it looks like, especially as we get more games. Um, I'm excited to... The next big game up is Ratchet & Clank, which that was the, the, the showcase game for PlayStation 5. Um, and I think that's going to be another game that's going to be like Astro's Playroom that we're going to be like, yeah. this is next gen. This yeah. is, you know, that game that gives us that feeling. So I'm excited. All the to- things they talked about with that. I mean, those were those were all graphical things. And we haven't even touched on what might be possible on the haptics and the triggers. And so yeah. overall, I'm just going to say um, I'm loving next gen. I think it's great. And I look forward to seeing what else everybody else can do. My so. my last thing would just be, um, if you're out there, you really want a PS5, let me just tell you this, okay? While we love our PS5s, okay, and we love that we get to play them, we love what we're getting to experience, I would say, hold out, 
don't buy from a scalper don't pay over the the list price um you know trying to get it today because i would say there's nothing that makes the playstation 5 worth a thousand fifteen hundred dollars because i am seeing sales between a thousand dollars and fifteen hundred from scalpers and i would say don't hold off wait a couple months sony is trust me you can only imagine that sony is just looking in their head right now because they're like we can't get enough out like we are missing out on money that we could be getting right now by releasing more so they are going to do everything they can to get more in the hands of consumers to try and you know hit the christmas rush for the hottest toy ever just be patient that's yeah. my and final I think like you were it. talking about the the fact that the the reality is right now the major benefit of getting a PS5 is just feeling those triggers is feeling the haptics is seeing the graphics um, seeing what the technology is capable of is neat but since so far it's a fairly small experience uh, you know find a friend who has a PS5 that will let you come play it uh, and say okay that's neat and now when they come out with five or six more games then I'll go pick it up. Um, By the time you know you pick it up, we could have Ratchet and Clank. You could, you'll have yeah. Cyberpunk's, you know, next gen version comes out next year. Um, who knows when God of War? Uh, I, I believe Horizon is the fall. I think that one we know. God of War we know nothing about. Um, but you know, a few more big next gen titles might be out, and it might make it that much cooler when you get the game system home that you have a ton of stuff to play. Um, yeah. But you know just just hold out it'll it'll be okay it'll be okay um so we're gonna transition uh at this point we're gonna hard shift uh let me put on my signal we're gonna shift because tomorrow at least the day we're recording this tomorrow's thanksgiving and i just want to say um you know a a brief maybe two minutes uh about gratitude Uh, i think you know as much as we talk about all these games right there's a lot of people out there frustrated that they can't pick up the next gen consoles there's a lot of people frustrated you know my daughter the other day like you know was super frustrated she was struggling with a a particular puzzle uh you know my son gets frustrated all the time because you know Fortnite is hard and the reality is every (laughs) match 99 people lose um and you know i think it's important to keep all this in perspective um, and so the verse that, that comes to mind for me is the first Thessalonians five, um, that says, you know, to be giving thanks. And this is first Thessalonians five eighteen says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And before that, to start off with verse 16, rejoice always pray continually Give thanks in all circumstances. And those, those, by the way, verse 16, rejoice always, that's an entire verse. <laughs> verse 17, pray continually, that's an entire verse. And then 18, giving thanks in all circumstances. You know, the reality is, even if we have a PS3, even if we have an Xbox 360, even if we are struggling with Fortnite or Bug Snacks, um, the reality is, we ought to be grateful. Uh, for the chance that we can we can even play these games, uh, for the fact that we've got such an awesome community that can come together and that can support one another, um, and just be grateful for all that we have been given, um, because we really are truly fortunate um, to be able to play games uh, and have fun and talk about faith while we're doing it. So for everybody out there who's feeling frustrated with anything going on in your life, um, try to be grateful 
And, you know, if you still can't find a way to be grateful, uh, if you need somebody to talk to, you know, we're always available. Uh, you can connect with us on Crossfire Faith and Gaming on Facebook. Connect with us through the Crossfire podcast. Um, we're here to talk to you, to, to chat with whatever's going on. Um, and I just want to encourage you and lift you up with a, a word of encouragement today to let you know that God is with you and you've got this and we're going to get through it. Okay. And, and I think, you know, just on a normal year, that's, that's the right message for this time of the year, for any time of the year. Uh, but I think this year, especially, um, you know, with, with the amount of people that have lost jobs that have lost their life this year in 2020, because of this horrendous virus that is going through our world, um, the fact that we're here, the fact that I'm healthy, that Dave's healthy right this second, you know, that nobody in our families have, you know, lost their lives or had any severe issues from this directly, you know, your your wife, your kids, my wife, um, you know, that we're able to even play these games and see the PlayStation 5 launch, see Xbox and to get to do those things, but to honestly just have our health, our, our you know, normal lives to an extent, um, you know, those are things that I think when when 2020 is over, when this pandemic is over, I think we can look back on it as, okay, we we did the best that we could. We need to be thankful for what we have. We need to be thankful for where we were, where we're going. Um, and, and I think those are all things that we just need to be grateful for no matter what. Um, and I definitely agree with this verse. The, the three verses are, are extremely important ways to live our lives every single day. And if you do those things and, and you're able to be grateful and you're able to, you know, rejoice in what God has given you, I think you will become a much happier person. You will live a much happier life. You know, things won't bother you as much as they may right now. I think um, even again, if you're if you're able to find the silver lining, right? You yeah. Know, if you're able to say give thanks in all circumstances, right? Not just when things are good. Um, yeah. You know, give, give thanks. Even if you, you did come down with COVID, even if your family members have lost their lives, um, give thanks for what you do have. Yeah. Give thanks for the blessings that are around you. It doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances, right? It doesn't say, you know, give thanks that your family members lost their lives or give thanks that you got COVID or give thanks that things are terrible. Um, but give thanks in the midst of that. You know, if in the midst of struggle, we can find a way to give thanks to God for what we still have and continuously pray, right? Stay in that relationship uh, and find something to rejoice about. Um, that's, I think, going to be a huge key. It's interesting that you said that. Um, and I'll, I'll make a little bit of a reference and a little bit of a history thing with me. Um, so, and something I've, I, I don't think I've told anybody this uh, story, but. So growing up and playing sports competitively and going to college and playing sports competitively, uh, one thing that I constantly did uh, was exactly what you're talking about, which was, you know, finding the good in everything. Uh, I prayed personally before every game. I prayed after every game. But on top of that, I also prayed after every bad play that I had. And what my prayer was always after that happened was thank you god for allowing me to play this game thank you god for keeping me safe you know it wasn't why didn't you help me why didn't you you know step in why didn't you do this why didn't you make things better um it was always you know thank you for the things that i am given which is my health 
and that I'm even able to do this because I know it can be taken away at any moment. Um, and I think go. those are things. Those are things we can take and we can use in gaming. Honestly, if you're yeah. if you're a gamer that gets frustrated, you know, it's hey, I'm just glad I get to play this game. Who cares if I didn't win, you know, Warzone or Fortnite or, you know, Rocket whatever. League or it, yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> you know, give give thanks for the fact that you can play, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, don't pray for outcomes. Right. Um, yeah. I used to surf a lot. I'd get knocked off my board. I'd get held under the water and I'd come back up and I'd say, thank you, God, for giving me the chance to even be out here. Um, what a blessing it is to be able to be knocked off my board and, you know, held under for a few minutes to get back up again, to learn from it and continue on. Um, so I think that's all we've got on gratitude. And last but not least, I want to tell you about what we've got coming up for you in Advent. Um, Advent is the season where the church gets ready for Christmas. Uh, I think it's a really important season. Uh, you know, sometimes while the world goes straight from Halloween decorations into Christmas decorations and, you know, we're already putting lights up and, you know, the Christmas trees come out and the Christmas songs come out. Advent is this waiting time. Um, and it speaks so much to the time that we're in. Um, I'm guessing most of us out there are waiting for something waiting to get the next gen console waiting for games to come out waiting for covid to be over waiting for a different job waiting for an opportunity waiting for a you know a loved one who's suffering uh to pass waiting to be able to see loved ones again waiting for something and advent is all about the waiting so russ and i are going to do a weekly devotion it's going to drop every wednesday starting next Wednesday from the day we're recording this. And that is going to be Wednesday, December 2nd. Uh, So look forward to that. We're going to do it weekly on Wednesdays. And uh, we just really look forward to connecting with you with this devotion about Advent, about waiting, and about waiting for what's coming at Christmas. Yeah, and I, I, I look forward to it. We've got a lot of things coming, guys. we got a lot of things coming, and uh, we hope that you enjoy. We hope that you get something out of all of the content and stuff that we provide. Um, our goal is to reach others and to give them an opportunity to have an outlet um, that kind of connects something that you love with another thing that you love or maybe something that you're trying to discover and find out. Um, and so our, our Advent series is going to kind of be a culmination of that and, and the ability to offer you guys something a little bit extra uh, during your week and during this season and time of the year. So we look forward to serving you guys and continuing to serve you guys in the future. So we do appreciate all of your support and abilities to watch and participate in everything that we do. Yep. And I want to end, uh, I'm actually going to throw a curveball here. I didn't tell Russ I was going to do this, but I'm going to end with a little something different. Uh, and that is, I, I want to pray for you if you're listening to this. Um, I know often, uh, you know, for me, it's it's a blessing when somebody comes up beside me and says, you know, hey, Pastor Dave, let me pray with you. Uh, and so if you're out there listening to this podcast right now, maybe you've never had that experience of having somebody come up and say, hey, can I pray with you? Uh, and I don't know your circumstances. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I'm just going to pray for you. And so if you would just join me in like a 30 second prayer here, um, we're going to pray and then we'll pray on out. So. Uh, gracious and loving God, we just ask that the people listening to this podcast would be touched with your Holy Spirit. We ask that your love and your grace would come upon them, that they might know that you are with them. Even in the midst of life's greatest struggles, even in the midst of the greatest difficulties that they might go through, 
We ask that you bless their time this Thanksgiving and in this upcoming holiday season, and that you help them to overcome whatever obstacle they are facing. God, we just ask this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. We ask that your Holy Spirit would be with this person who is listening to this podcast right now. And we ask this in all things we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you guys. And we will see you on Wednesday for our weekly devotion. God bless, guys.